What's up, everybody? Welcome to another edition of Mark Talk, where I, your host, Mark, talk to you about the things I love. Nerdy things, special things, things in the media uh, that concern the geek culture, the nerd culture. Mostly movies, some TV, you know, the usual, the usual nerdy things. And I've uh, got a lot to talk about, especially one of my favorite topics, something called Game of Thrones. So if you're a fan of Game of Thrones, you might want to tune in to uh, my next discussion piece because I've got a lot to say about it. But be forewarned, if you are not caught up on Game of Thrones, you might not want to listen. I can't imagine who you are in the world and you're not caught up. But if you're not, just saying, spoilers ahead. Because there's something in particular about this past season that I want to talk about on Mark Talk. Okay, so we're talking Game of Thrones at the start of the day. In particular, we're talking about last season, this previous season's episode entitled The Spoils of War. Probably one of the best battle sequences we've seen on TV. I would I would chalk that up to the moments that we had in the episode in the previous season before that, The Battle of the Bastards. If you're caught up on Game of Thrones, you know. Most of you are. But I wanted to talk about this moment in the episode Spoils of War that is centered around the character of Jamie Lannister. Now, Jamie Lannister arguably has had the biggest and the best character development story arc in the entire series. Uh, you could make an argument for a few others, but Jamie is a guy, when we started watching this show, or if you're a book reader, you started w- reading the books, you hated this dude. This guy, he was he was this smug, pompous asshole, and he already had a bad reputation in the kingdom. And now we'd come to find out that there is more than meets the eye with the man they call the King Slayer. And in the Spoils of War episode, he is being devastated. He and his army are being devastated by Daenerys Targaryen and her dragons. And there is one moment where the dragon gets injured and Daenerys has to hop off and Jaime sees her. And in that moment, he realizes, you know, if I seize this moment, I can end the war. I can end the conquest of Daenerys Targaryen. All I got to do is charge at her. But she's right there by the dragon. So here's the thing. We see Jamie contemplate this choice. We see him go through it in his mind. And I don't know if in the upcoming books we're ever going to get this moment in there. I really hope so. And I really hope it's in Jamie's point of view. Because I want to know what he's thinking. I want to know what his inner monologue is in this moment. Because... When he makes that decision to pick up the, uh, the staff, the spear, whatever that is he grabs, and to charge at Daenerys with the intent of ending the war, he's made a decision. He's made the decision that, yeah, this is probably going to end with my death, but I think I'm okay with that because that means that the war is over. That means that I have protected the ones I love, and by that he means Cersei. Even though he's misguided in that, he's made that decision. 
he has finally decided all of the shit that I have gone through, all of the things that this whole kingdom has gone through, it's, it's all led up to this. This might be my one redemption moment. And as he's charging, you see it in his face that he is committed. He is determined to end her. I don't think he really wants to kill her because he doesn't know Daenerys. And I think maybe in some way he understands what she's doing, but he's got to end the war because he wants Cersei to be safe. He wants the whole kingdom to be safe. I, you know, maybe subconsciously that's what he wants. And so he's determined there is the, the only way to end this is to kill the Dragon Queen. And he is nearly there. And when Drogon, the great dragon of Daenerys, steps in front of her, blocking Jaime's path, we get another shot to Jaime's face where he is in utter shock. And in that moment, I think he's thinking, oh my God, I really am gonna die. And it'll be for nothing. I'm about to die for nothing because I will have stopped nothing. It's a great moment. That whole sequence of Jamie making his choice and, and I think coming to terms with who he is, coming to terms with the past, who people think he is, it's a great moment. And I think that would have been his most pure moment, at least in his mind he believes it. But when that dragon steps in front of him ready to roast him alive, his face changes and it all, all matter of hope and determination just leaves his face. But luckily for him, he had a brawn to get him out of the way. Back here with Mark Talk, uh, another segment. It is January, it's another year, it's another uh, one we can look forward to. And what better way to look forward to the new year than what we have lined up for the movies? And what better way to do that then taking on the road to the Avengers. That's right. We're going to talk about one of my absolute favorite thing, if not my favorite thing, just in general, when it comes to the cinema, when it comes to anything geek culture related. It is the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I think we can all agree that the MCU has been doing some wonderful, beautiful things for movies, not just for the brand itself, but just for movies, for giving us something fun to experience, for warming our hearts, for uh, getting a comp, you know, well-acclaimed filmmakers or not so acclaimed filmmakers and giving them their just due. The plan that Kevin Feige, the master, the president of the Marvel uh, Studios, Kevin Feige, the the plan he has given that he has laid out for us, man, what we are seeing, it's just, it's truly astonishing. It really is. Even if you're not a comic book fan, how can you watch any movie in the MCU and not have a good time? Maybe one or two exceptions, but that's that's hearsay. It's all subjective. So being on the road to Avengers, that means that there is another Avengers movie on the horizon and what do we do when we set off on that road well we binge watch all the movies in the cumulative MCU that's what we do some people like to uh, start from the very very beginning 
with Iron Man 1 and go straight through. Some people just want to do it in phases. We are in the phase 3 of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, so maybe you just want to watch only phase 3 movies. That's cool. That's your prerogative. Me, I think I'm going to do it. I think I'm going to just marathon the absolute crap out of the MCU movies. I think there's only one that I'm going to miss. And I won't name it. <laughs> it's a it's an unpopular opinion, but it's it, it's mine, mine alone. I may have mentioned it on the show before. I I can't recall, but fret not. Uh, we are getting a new MCU movie before the Infinity War. Black Panther is on the horizon, and if you're like me, every single trailer, every single TV spot you've seen has been absolutely exciting. I have been a fan of Black Panther for a really, really long time. And uh, and I like such a, a long time that I can't even remember when exactly I was introduced to him. I think I just saw him randomly on a cover of a comic, and I thought, I don't know who that is. Let me, uh, let's find out. And boy, what a journey. But also, I got reintroduced to him in the... Uh, Unfortunately, the short-lived animated series, The Avengers, Earth's Mightiest Heroes, that was on Disney XD. Some of you might remember that. That show was criminally underrated. So good. And Black Panther, T'Challa himself, was a key figure in the team of that show. And uh, it really, they expanded him. They gave him, uh, you know, he was a leader. He was a just... He was a lieutenant. He he was anything the team needed him to be. What he wasn't was anybody's bitch. That's what he wasn't. Black Panther just he 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 ruled. I believe the the his first introduction to the other Avengers, he just kicked their asses just to show that he meant business. I cannot wait to see that. We already saw it in Captain America: Civil War. Chadwick Boseman, I mean, I had no problem that he was going to be the man. No problem at all. But man, did I get... I, he, it is exactly the Black Panther that I wanted to see. And now, with his solo film, and with Ryan Coogler at the helm of it, I think we are in for something truly special. Just chalk another one up for Marvel for knocking it out of the park. I have all the faith in the world in this. What about you?